Hello and welcome to Outdoors in Scotland. I'm John Burns and this is my podcast for people who like to be outdoors. Uh, winter has arrived in the Highlands, as indeed I think it's arrived in the Lake District and quite a few other places. But uh, it's been a short and, and, and rather spectacular visit, so it was great to get out in, in the, on the Kerngall Mountains in a, in, a, in a blizzard recently. I just remembered how nice it was just to wander around through snow. Uh, so I'm hoping to get out again soon, but we'll see. And, and, and you know, you can, walking through, I guess walking through snow, I, I realised I just sort of let myself dream a little bit in, a, in this sort of wild and different place. And, and, and uh, dreams... Dreams is uh, one of the themes of uh, the book uh, produced by my my guest today. Um, uh, her book is just just out. It's Dreams of Lost Buttresses, and so I'll just introduce Heather Dorr. Hello, Heather. How are you? I'm good, thanks, John. I hope you're going well. I'm jealous of your trip to the Cairngorms. I know. I know. Did you see how I slid that in there? It was very good. <laughs> <laughs> um. Dreams of Lost Buttresses. This is your 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 second, well, your third book, am I right? Um, well, I've done a sort of collaboratively. I've done a, probably done a few more than that, but yeah, it's kind of my well, it's my fourth. Your fourth, um, okay, yeah. okay. My first, first book first was Adventures into... in Mind, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, Adventures in Mind. That was published in um two ten years ago now, two thousand thirteen. Wow, it flies by, doesn't it? Eh? Mm -hmm. it, it yeah. It's scary how, how how quick time passes sometimes, you know. So yeah. tell us about dreams of lost buttresses. It, I, I, is this is this fiction or non-fiction or what? What is um, it? It's kind. It's it's very much fiction. It's a collection of thirteen short stories. Right. Uh, speculative fiction. So kind of well, not quite science fiction, but mm -hmm. um, stories of maybe a, a nearby future or in or, but also stories that kind of cross over into, um, kind of mystical kind of stories as well but at the same time john um you know i've it, it's it, the collection of stories very much inspired by rock climbing uh -huh. mountains, sea cliffs crags in the, in the uk and also in, in in north america and so there there is very much a sort of element of biography of autobiography to them um you know said so the sort of tales of my stories of my memories if you like but then that's sort of blended with complete uh -huh. complete fiction so right Right. I mean, I read obviously the the the, the first story in the book is is itself dreams of lost buttresses, and that's that's about a woman who is a climber and who experiences some tragedy, um, and perhaps moves away from climbing, and then when her own uh, children start to climb, it draws her back in. That sounded pretty autobiographical to me. Yeah, there's there's very much an autobiographical element to that, and dreams of lost buttresses. Um, there's in that in that first story. Um, when I was younger, when I used to climb loads and loads, and when I was at, at Leeds University, and you know, sort of my early twenties right. and things, I um, well, yeah, I was very obsessed with climbing, and I travelled around the UK and and you know the world really um, as much as I could climbing. And the dream is about um, one time, and it was after I'd been down to Staffordshire, and I'd um, the, the way the the roaches and hen cloud and those oh, right. gritstone, yeah, yeah. those gritstone crags sort of rise up on in spiky things on the horizon. Yes. Um, I kind of had this dream about this golden gritstone buttress, oh, and in the okay. dream, in the dream, I could never, you know, it just looked wonderful rock, but I I tried to go to it, but I couldn't reach it, and. Um, and that's really kind of what inspired the story, you know, and that autobiographical nature of, 
of leaving climbing for different reasons and then coming back to it and, and finding just how brilliant it is. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that happens to an awful lot of folk. I mean, like life has an awful way of getting in the way, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, it does. I mean, it, but in, in good ways. I mean, you know, uh, if, having children, for example, it does fundamentally change your life. Yes. Um, and, um, and I, you know, I have to sort of, it, it took me some, it's taken me some years to kind of, it's not a reconcile thing, but just get used to that. And and now, you know, having spending time with my kids is, is one of the most fulfilling, probably the most fulfilling thing I do. Yeah. Um, and as they're getting older, um, you know, I'm getting more time, a bit more time, just a little bit to, to do to, to <laughs> more, either with them or, or, or you know, or, or um, not with them. No. So, so yes, it, it feels it very much does feel like a, a cyclical thing, really. Yeah, I mean, uh, when I was a very young uh, and sort of very, uh, I'll just say very sexist young man, I I, I read Gwen Moffat's uh, biography. Yes. Is that my uh, feet, feet above the clouds? I can't remember exactly what it's called. Um, no, it, it's on my shelves and I've, I've read it myself a number of times. I'm looking for it on my shelves because I, I do, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, but what... what um, uh, I remember being shocked, really, uh, that, that that Gwen Moffat kept climbing even though she had children, and it seemed to be. It's, uh, yeah. in, in, and I, I hasten to add, this is many years ago. I read it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, no, she, I mean, Gwen had, Gwen had a daughter. Um, I, I've never met Gwen. I, I'd love to. She, you know, she's still around in 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 over sort of North North Lake District way. Um, but yes, I mean, you know, it does well historically. If you look to it, um, well. You could you could look look at it much more widely in in it having children does change your life and yeah. maybe historically we've seen more material about mountaineering and climbing written by men because yes, it doesn't yeah. it, it was you know, it was years of very male yeah. dominant so and so you know when Gwen Muffat was certainly one of the first to, to to both write about it but also you know she was a mountain guide and yeah. a very accomplished climber herself and a mother. Yes. So, uh, so yes, um, she was one of the first, I think. Yeah, I mean, I suppose I don't know whether for men, he's some... one of the first. Sorry, <laughs> no, I just, I'm just sort of pontificating. Really, I, I don't know whether for men, um, children change. Some, some, some men don't seem to change at all when they have children, and uh, and some do. Um, but I think for women, it is a much more, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's they're, they're well, very different. Yeah, yeah I mean. I... I think it's different for for everyone. It's like if you, if you look to my husband, for example, he's his his life's changed as, as much as mine, really. So right. you know, if I said anything else, I get chastised for it, and he'd be right too. Well, but well, we wouldn't want that, would we? No, <laughs> no. But you know, but there, yeah. I mean, I don't want to generalize, but but yeah, I mean, you can see in the history of, of mountain literature for a start that there's been less. Yes. But but the women were very much there. <laughs> yeah, they were um, always there. Actually, yes, I think the, that's right. That's right. Yes. So 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 you know, but but to to the point of you know your life changing and stuff, it it is a life changing thing, and and not only because you get less time to go you know to the mountains to go climbing and stuff, but also your well your horizons changes. I mean, it's like I was on Pinnacle Ridge on St Sunday Crag mm-hmm. last year, and it's such you know. The crux of it is um is is an easy climb if you're a rock climber. And I was and my friend was up ahead of me and he just sort of carried on through soloing. And, and it was, you know, like I could see I, I've done it before quite <laughs> a number of times. I could see how to climb it. I wasn't, 
it wasn't too technical a climb, but I just thought, you know, if I slip now, what's going to happen to my girls? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and so in that in that sense, um, things change, and that's you know in that way. Well, this for me, and and I'm not. Yeah, people. Well, I don't know. Everyone makes their own decisions, and that's and I'm not judging anyone. It's it's just that's how it is for me. And and yeah. and you know, at the same time, saying that you know, if I was there with a the rope, I would have happily danced up it you know and and likewise I'll, I'll go out climbing um leading with ropes and stuff um in, in much safer way well you know safer ways if you fall off yes yes and, yes, and um yes. and so yeah it's but it but it does change things it changes your mindset yeah, I, I think it's inevitable that that, 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 that you know children take change your your attitude to risk I, but certainly certainly happened to me i'll be as soon as my kids were i could go a complete coward you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> I can completely um yeah I recognize that <laughs> you said in that story well one of the things that interested me we said that you were a mathematician yeah. and that influenced the way you thought about rock and you thought about grades tell us a little bit more about that it's quite interesting well I suppose I mean it's it's interesting because that that part I mean yeah I am a mathematician and I'm you know I, I work in um applied maths for a living um so you know there there is very much that side of me um, and when I was younger, I was very, very focused on climbing as hard as I could, pushing the grade all the time. And, you know, the main thing I focused on was the difficulty rather than the actual aesthetic or the beauty right, of it. Or right. The way you felt when you climbed the route, you know, or where you were, what the view looked like and things like that. And now, um, I mean, and it's kind of reflected in an aging thing, but, you know, I, I paint as well as write. So looking yeah, yeah. at, you know, looking at mountains is, is something I, I really value now. Um so, so yeah, now it, my my mindset's changed to appreciating just being there. And that's reflective also the fact that I've got less time to go out and go climbing. So when I do, I'm just like in my element. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and, and then, so being there and then appreciating my surroundings more. It's, it's not a judgment on how I was when I was younger. I think I've just probably, as I've got a bit older, maybe I've mellowed a bit, you know. <laughs> but, um, you, you know, I, I, I appreciate the whole the whole of it. Um, and I don't think that's the sort of mathematician in me. I think that's just some, you know, the sort of mindset change over the years. Yeah, I think well, certainly, you know, when when you're younger, you, you, you're desperate to get up as hard roots as possible, yeah. as quickly as possible, and get down and get back to the pub. You know, you're not. Yes, it you're, is. Not, you're not really. You know, it doesn't it doesn't really matter, matter matter what it is you climb as long as you're climbing hard and it's it, it, it's yeah. it's good. You know. Um, yeah. I, there's a lot of having said that. What surprises me a bit in in terms of uh, you, you say you've a mathematical mind in a way. You also seem to me to have a very a very poetic mind. I mean, your your writing is lyrical. It's very. It is. It, 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 it's. I don't know what the division is really between prose and poetry. But your 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 writing to me seems to hover in the in the middle of that. Is that fair? Um, well, I'll take that as a compliment for sure. I mean, yeah, thank you. it was a compliment. Yes, <laughs> yes. I, I think I think the the writing, particularly um, creative writing, whether it's creative nonfiction or fiction now, because this is the first time I've written fiction. Really, it kind of balances out my head um, because I spend a lot of time dwelling on applied mathematics, complex stuff, mm -hmm. um, quite left brain stuff. If you see, if you know, I'm quite logical. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the writings, like I say, the creative writing and stuff really does allow that other part of my brain or whatever you want to call, you know, whatever you want to describe it to to kind of be itself as well. And I, I do find that if I spend too much time doing one or the other, particularly the um, the mathematics, I work in AI. So the AI stuff, um, you know, I actually really do need um, 
to spend, you know, whether it's and whether it's writing or painting. But uh, you know, as I've again, as I you know, as I've, as I've had children and been able to to go to the mountains less, I found that I've kind of because I used to do that with mountains and I still mm-hmm, do as mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But now I found that writing and painting is is it's not a thing that fills the gap in the mountains, but it's become this sort of really rich thing that I try and do as much of all of it, if you see what I mean. So, um, so yeah, it's it, it it helps me keep me balanced, I think. Yeah, I I can remember when when I I had children younger, uh, when my children were young, is what I'm trying to say, uh, and I did find it much more difficult than than I thought it would be to mm-hmm. kind of leave climbing behind for a while. Uh, yeah. did, is that did you find it difficult? I, I... No, I think I think that's where the inspiration for this collection of books really, this collection of stories really comes from. Right. Um, you know, I it, certainly returning to climbing after a gap away, and you know, my kids are getting older, but but also just sort of remembering how brilliant it was and life changes and stuff, and because you know that the you can look to the you know dreams of lost, lost buttresses and and that the thing about the dream buttress. Mm-hmm. You can kind of, I mean, that sort of flows flows through the stories of this sort of unobtainable climb, and you know, and it's part of it's sort of this sort of wistful look back at the past and thinking, well, yeah, you know, but and but then also recognizing that just you know you're getting older and stuff, and and life changes, but that's that's cool too. Um, but just sort of that writing these stories helped me to reconcile that, and also to you know explore the ways climb. You know, it's like a, we were just talking about me sort of appreciating where I am and the nature of stuff more sure. now. That's that def that's definitely in the stories as well. I mean, painting. And I, 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 I'm not a painter at all, but but um, it painting. I think takes you t- teaches you to look, doesn't it? Really? Oh, it does. Yes. And, and, and to see that, that's. That's a really good point, John. You know, I, I, I mean, it wasn't coincidence. I don't think either that I started painting just before. Well, really, when I was pregnant with my first daughter, you know, I, I, I wanted something to. I think I subconsciously I wanted something to sort of not replace the mountains, but, mm-hmm. but fill them. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, but then I found that's just it. It really did teach me how to look, because you know the way and just the way light in the mountains changes the way the mountains look. You know. Yeah, um, I really thought so. about that until I painted, and now I think about it all the time. And I could go to the Cairngorms; it's one of my, you know, those mountains, one of my favourite places, as as well as by the San Jerome. Um, you know, I can go to the Cairngorms, and sometimes I'll just find myself sitting there, just waiting for the light to change, <laughs> and, <laughs> and appreciating how it looks, and 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 trying to catch. I mean, I do. I, I you know, I'll, I'll try and catch good light with you know good light where it with with, a, with, my, yeah, yeah. with my phone and, and, and then I'll paint it when I get home um is, yeah, is so. there just just do you think being a painter influences your writing or, or is there a crossover between the two oh, very much uh, in my mind they're kind of the same thing um I, you know whether it's painting or writing up it's kind of expressing how the mountains make me feel um, right 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 yeah it's yeah, so in my head, <laughs> very much is a crossover. I don't know how that's, you know, I don't know if that's the case for others. I don't, I, I don't know. I, you know, it's, it's, well, I think, it's, I think, you know, I, I think if you're you're writing or painting, you really, you're really expressing your perception, aren't you? Yeah. And and your perception has to be linked in some ways. Yeah. So actually, I suppose it's almost inevitable that that 
that there is a connection between the two. Is that? Yeah. Uh, that's very deep for this summer day. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that does. Does that make any kind of sense to you? No, it does very much. That's you know, it's kind of it's something I've realised over the years, and I'm yeah. So I, I just you know, I just enjoy painting and writing. So uh, yeah, I mean, and I I think I mean people talk about. This is getting a bit writery, I suppose, really, but it's quite interesting to talk to another writer sometimes. People talk about this distinction between fiction and non-fiction. But mm. actually, I think those lines are very blurred. Yeah. Because, you know... Yeah, you, sorry, you carry on. Sorry, go on, I'll finish. Uh, no, no. Yeah, don't know, just because, you know, when you're actually writing, when you're writing non-fiction, yeah. you're very selective about what you write about. Yeah. And, and you're yeah. writing really about the sort of images and the feelings that, yep. that, that a landscape, for example, conjures within you. And, yes. and that's, that's, that's as creative in some ways as, uh, as fiction. Does that, that yeah. make yeah, no, else? I, yeah, I completely agree. And I mean, this, this short collection of short stories is, it's kind of my first um, foray into fiction. And, you know, I never saw myself, myself writing fiction. <laughs> and that was the fascinating thing. I sort of, so um, Katie Ives, who um, sort of past editor of, of Alpinist, and um, I I read Katie's book, which is a, a wonderful book, um, Imaginary Peaks, and right. she inspired me to write this. I sort of got, and I'd been trying to write a nonfiction book about climbing for a long time, right. and it just wasn't. So I put I put these things together, and I just sent them off to Katie, and she came back and said, Heather, she read it and said, Heather, why don't you write me a, a, a short story about the Dream Buttress? And that's what got me started. So oh. I, I read this short story and I was like, wow. Because what I discovered with that is that with fiction, you can you can write, you can blend memoir into it and, you know, yes, your own experiences. Yes, yes. Well, and you, yeah. it's, it's much more elastic because, you know, you can, you can whatever, anything can happen. So, you know, it, and it's as I was talking about sort of mystical stuff, you know, it, in this collection of short stories, people change into seals. And obviously that's not happened to me when I've been climbing in Pembrokeshire, but I can describe it in a story, a fictional story about a woman who climbs in Pembrokeshire because it's fiction, right. <laughs> you know, and, and and that to me, and it's not just about shape-shifting and stuff, although, you know, there's a reason about shape-shifting going on in the, in the book. It's also about, it's about anything. I, I can be anything I want to be when it's fiction <laughs> and so can anyone else. Um, and that was quite a discovery for me, if I'm honest, and, and a good yeah. one. I mean, I think the difference, I suppose the difference between, uh, in some ways between fiction and non-fiction is, is, is non-fiction, if, particularly if you're, if you're a climber talking about climbs, you, you start with the experience. Um, yeah. uh, but, but you, 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 but fiction, you, you kind of, I always aware that you have this huge, vast, this vast blank canvas before you. And it's almost difficult to know where to start, really, isn't it? Yeah, and that was the interesting thing with these stories. I find I find they flowed after the first one because right. it was an easier way of expressing my feelings about stuff than writing nonfiction was. So, and because you know, there's sort of there are at times environmental issues in the, in the in the short stories, but right. not expressed in a sort of well, I don't expressed in different ways. And likewise, there's there's elements of dystopian fiction in there as well, you know, and. That is quite, you know, you can look at on the face of what I've just said, that might sound quite a weird mix, but in my head at least, it actually fits together quite well. <laughs> so, yeah. you, you wouldn't criticize a, a painter for painting a flower and then a mountain, would you? You know, no, you no, exactly, no, and, but, but they do. I mean, you know, it was a it was a way of expressing myself in, in quite a new way to me, and I really I enjoyed the experience, you know. And at the moment, I whilst I'm not, I'm not really, I'm not 
I'm not really actively writing in this kind of space. I'm writing about AI at the moment. Yeah, yeah. But um, <clears throat> I, I can see myself writing fiction next, probably. Um, although well, I, I'll, I'll wait and see what happens. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll now ask you the the the, the question. I think all, all writers are terrified of. So is is, is there a no novel coming now? Is there? Well, that, <laughs> that's what I'm probably a bit scared of. <laughs> I, I've, I've written one and it terrifies me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, maybe, but maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you ducked, you ducked that one. A, that sounds like a very mathematical answer. Yeah. Maybe and maybe not. You know, it covers all possibilities, doesn't it? <laughs> so your book, your book, uh, it's 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 fresh, isn't it? It only came out on the thirtieth thirtieth of yeah. November. Is that right? Yeah. Completely. Yes, it is. It's, it's very fresh in my sense. So. And you're published by so Little Peak Press. Um, and full disclosure, I run Little Peak Press. Ah, oh, it's your own press. Ah, oh, right. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, we publish others as well, and um, Fay Latham, uh, John Porter, and others. Uh, but but this one's by me. <laughs> oh, so. right. Okay, okay. I've never thought of being a. I mean, I self-published at one point. And my last book, I self-published, but but I just yeah. wouldn't. Uh, so so, but you. So you're a publisher as well as all these other things. Yeah. yeah. Dear me, how do you get the time for that? <laughs> well, the, the publishing thing I kind of started up because I want. Well, I just wanted to explore, <clears throat> you know, uh, where you could. Well, where mountain literature can go, really. So yeah, and, um, yeah. So the last two books we published published with poetry, two quite different books, both both very sort of climbing inspired, mountains inspired. Right. Uh, and then this one's short stories. So, and yeah, I, you know, with with Little Peak, I think there'll be an anthology next of some kind. I'm kind of quite keen to explore that. All right. Okay. But anyway, that's um, that's maybe another project at some point. Oh, yeah, so you, you shouldn't say things like that. You get deluged by stuff. Right? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's certainly on my mind. Well, kind of in the back of my mind at the moment. Something I might, um, yeah, it's uh. And do, do, okay, okay. Uh, I just remember one last final point. Do you do you have any ambitions left in terms of climbing? Um. Ambitions left. Not, I don't think in terms of pushing my grade, right. but, but where I'd like to get to, probably, you know, hopefully I'm still, yeah, well, I don't know, I'm still reasonably young, um, I, is I, I'd like to get to a point where I can sort of, you know, some more sea cliff climbs. I, I right. love Pembrokeshire and, you know, Gogarth and Anglesey and, and um, you know, sea cliffs and also mountains to just to go and do some long mountain routes and just, Enjoy, you know, I've not done any, well, I've done a bit of winter climbing in the Cairngorms, but I've not really right. done enough. And I'd really like to do some summer routes, climb, you know, multi-pitch routes in the Cairngorms as well. So, yeah, I've got a few, you know, quite a few things I want to do, but none of them are sort of, you know, they're all, well, they're, like I say, it's, it's really about getting out there and enjoying them. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, that, 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 that sounds to me like an ambition in itself you know yes so so if you if you get your your, your when, when you get your your uh, anthology together you'll have to come on and talk to me again and uh yeah so well we that'd, be, that'd that. be great so that's okay. that, that that's heather door and don't forget uh, her new book dreams um of lost buttresses is available through amazon and bookshops i take it yes bookshops too and also little peak press website littlepeak.co.uk Brilliant. That sounds like a good, a good point to end, doesn't it? Thanks very much for talking to me. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, thank you very much, John. I did too.